Okay, Shalom Aleichem, we're beginning the second parak of Beitzah, Sukkis is behind us, we had a little break, and we're back to the learning. Now, we're going to begin with the dinim of Erev Tavshilin, so just by way of introduction, um, the Gemara has a discussion whether Tzarech Shabbos Nasim B'Yamtiv or not, whether you're allowed to do Mulacha on Yamtiv for Shabbos, can you cook on Yamtiv for Shabbos or not? So, if you hold Tzarech Shabbos Nasim B'Yamtiv, Midaraisa, you can cook L'Chadchil on Yamtiv for Shabbos. And uh, the din of Erev Tashilin, that you need to make an Erev in order to cook, is a din of Rabbanan. If you hold that Tzarech Shabbos are not Nasim B'Yamtiv, then B'Chalal, what's the Hetem Midaraisa? In other words, why is it a Nasim Midaraisa to cook from Yamtiv to Shabbos? How does an Erev Tashilin help to be able to cook on Yamtiv for Shabbos? Uh, so then there's something called Ho'el. Ho'el means since in theory, you could use the food on Yamtiv if guests would show up, if circumstances would change, and you would have a need for eating it, you could eat it. So that itself is a head to cook on Yamtiv, meaning not only can I cook on Yamtiv for meals that I know I have to eat, but I can cook on Yamtiv for a possible, I might possibly have to host some guests, someone might show up. So that's also mutter on Yamtiv, and Mamela, I can cook on Yamtiv in such a way that if it would, be, if it would, Turn out that I would need the food I could eat on Yamtiv, and then if it doesn't turn out that way and I don't eat it on Yamtiv, I could use it for Shabbos. And still, the Rabbanan said you need an Erev Tashilin in order to do that. So let's begin the Mishnah, and uh, and we'll see these halachas. Yamtiv Shachal Lios Er Shabbos. We're beginning Tesvav from Beis and Beitz, so the beginning of the second pack. Yamtiv Shachal Lios Er Shabbos. Yamtiv is falls out on a Friday. Lo Yivashel B'Tchilam Yamtiv the Shabbos. You're not allowed to start cooking. From Yamtiv for Shabbos. Right? If you didn't do any cooking yet, you can't begin cooking on Yamtiv for the sake of Shabbos. What can you do? Avil, Mevashil, you could cook Yamtiv. You can cook a meal for Yamtiv. Now Yamtiv morning, you can get up. You haven't cooked anything for Shabbos. You can cook now for Yamtiv. And if you have extra, host the Shabbos. So the extra can be for Shabbos. That's one eitzah. One eitzah is you can cook on Yamtiv for Yamtiv. And if there's anything extra, you can use it for Shabbos. There's another solution. And you can also make a tavshil on Erev Yamtiv. Erev Yamtiv. The somich halav l'shavos. And you can be somich on that tavshil to be able to cook now on Yamtiv for Shabbos. Meaning to say, if I've already begun cooking a tavshil on Erev Yamtiv, now I'm just finishing the cooking that I already started on Erev Yamtiv, that's okay. So like the Mishnah says, you can't be mevashel betchila Yamtiv the Shabbos. You can't begin cooking on Yamtiv for Shabbos. You can cook on Yamtiv for Yamtiv and if it's left over, that can be for Shabbos. Or if you have begun already an Arab Yamtiv, now you're not beginning, you're just finishing. So that's also going to work. So if you started beforehand, you can continue cooking on Yamtiv for Shabbos. That's called an Erev Tavshilin, where you already began your cooking of Yamtiv before, your cooking of Shabbos before Yamtiv. Then you can continue it or finish it on Yamtiv. Now, what does that tavshil that you start cooking need to look like? It's got to be shnei tavshil, and it has to actually be two different dishes. We said alomim, no, tavshil echad, one tavshil is enough. And they both agree, bedagu beitzah Allah that if the tavshil you cooked was a dag, was a fish, ubeitzah and there's an egg coating it, so it's actually one tavshil, it's a fish coated with an egg, but everyone agrees that's good enough for an Arab tavshil, and why? Because those are considered two tavshil in the fish, and the egg are considered two separate tavshilin, and even according to Beishamai, that would constitute a good air of tavshilin. Achlo, now if during Yamtiv you ate that tavshil, Oshavit, or it was lost, you can no longer start cooking, meaning now it's lost. You're no longer continuing cooking, the food is gone. 
So you can no longer, and you're back to square one. Vimshir menu koshu, but if a little bit remains, the Gemara is going to say that the koshu is a kazais. If a little bit, a small amount of kazais remains, so you can still be samach alav l'shabes. You can still continue cooking. So that means the ikrashir of Erev uh, Tavshilin is a kazais, but it seems that the chachila maybe should be making more. We'll see in the Gemara. Okay, menani midir. From where do we know? That there's this chiyuv to make an erev tashilin, and without an erev tashilin, you can't make one. Now, we already explained that midaraisa, whether it's because tzarchi shabbos nasim yamtiv, or whether it's because of the din of hoyel, it's mutter to cook from yamtiv to shabbos. So the iser is only an iser the rabbanan. So what's the gemara saying? So the gemara is saying, from where do I know midirabbanan? In other words, where is there an asmachta in the Torah for Erev Tashlin? Amr Shmuel says, Shmuel Damar Kat, the Pasuk says, Zachar Siyom HaShabbos, the Kansha. Remember Shabbos? To be Mekadeh HaShabbos, to sanctify it. Zachareyu, remember Shabbos? Me'achar Shabbat HaShkichu, when you're likely to come to forget it. Meaning Chazal interpreted the Pasuk to mean that there's a mitzvah here. When you're in a situation when you're likely to forget Shabbos, remember it. Don't forget Shabbos when you're most likely to forget it, remember it. And that Chazal applied to when Friday, when Yom Tov is on a Friday, is on Erev Shabbos, people are going to be busy preparing for Yom Tov. They're likely to forget about preparing for Shabbos. Uh, so they said, then is a mitzvah to be Zachar, it has remember Shabbos on Erev Yom Tov, which is on a Friday, before that Yom Tov, Davka then, remember Shabbos, that's the Indian of making an Erev Tashlin. My time, what's the reason why? Um, Rav, so Rav says, Shabbos, the reason why the Rabbanan wanted you to remember Yamtiv, sorry, the reason, yeah, the reason why the Rabbanan wanted you to remember Shabbos on Erev Yamtiv is because they didn't want you to forget Shabbos and put everything into Yamtiv and you'll have nothing left for Shabbos. You come to Shabbos and there'll be just leftovers, nothing nice. So this idea of an Erev Tashulin that you have to remember Shabbos before Yom Tov, you have to start cooking for Shabbos, is Kedayis in order so that Sheyivrar, that a person should choose Amaniyafe, a nice portion of food for Shabbos, and also Amaniyafe Yom Tov, as opposed to choosing only good things for Yom Tov and just whatever is left over for Shabbos. Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi said there's a different motivation. There's a different motivation altogether. You know why you have to remember Shabbos before Yom Tov and start cooking for Shabbos before Yom Tov? Kedayis that people should say, Ein Ofen, you're not even allowed to begin cooking, baking from Yamtiv for Shabbos. Meaning, the Erev Tashilin means you've already started cooking beforehand, and on Yamtiv you're just finishing what you started. But if you didn't make an Erev Tashilin, you're not allowed to begin cooking on Yamtiv for Shabbos. That means in people's minds, you're not allowed to cook on Yamtiv for Shabbos. And if they know I can't cook from Yamtiv for Shabbos, I'm not going to be able to cook Yamtiv Lechol. In other words, there was a concern here. If people would be able to cook from Yamtiv to Shabbos, People might cook from Yom Tov to Chal. Even if you hold that you can cook from Yom Tov to Shabbos, you cannot cook from Yom Tov to Chal. So this is like a siyag to prevent people from Chas Vashon coming to cook on Yom Tov, from Yom Tov for Chal. So they said even from Yom Tov to Shabbos, which, which is mutter, it's only mutter if you began before and I'm only finishing it off. But otherwise it's Aser, and then certainly it's Aser to cook from Yom Tov to Chal. Okay, so according to Rav, the Indian was an Indian of Kavit Shabbos to ensure that I would also prepare something nice for Shabbos. According to Kavashi, it's actually an Indian of Kavad Yamtiv. It's a siyag for Kavad Yamtiv that people should not come to be mochalo, kedushas Yamtiv, and cook on Yamtiv for Chal. So the Gemara says, it says in the Mishnah Tanan, Oza Tashil Mi'erv Yamtiv, you make a Tashil on Erev Yamtiv, and that's your Erev Tashil. And since you've begun cooking already beforehand, so mochalo v'shabbos, you can be so on that, and you can continue now cooking for Shabbos on Yamtiv. That means you see in the Mishnah that 
the Erev of Tavshilin has to specifically be made on Erev Yamtiv. Why Davka on Erev Yamtiv? Dhamma who said the reason why you have to make an Erev Tavshilin. Why do you have to start cooking for Shabbos before Yom Tov Dhamma? The reason is Shabbos. So that people should say, I can't even cook from Yom Tov the Shabbos. I certainly can't cook from Yom Tov the Chal. Meaning if the Iker reason, if the primary reason of Erev Tashilin is a Siag, that people shouldn't think I can cook from Yom Tov the Chal, Hainu. So that's why it says in the Mishnah that you have to make it on Erev Yom Tov. Hainu the Erev Yom Tov in. Yom Tov low. That's why it's Davka got to be made on Erev Yom Tov. It can't be made on Yom Tov. It's got to be that you started cooking before Yom Tov and all you're doing is finishing what you started. Because that's the whole hacker. The whole hacker is you cannot start cooking on Erev Yom Tov. I couldn't make an Erev Tavshilin on Yom Tov because then I am starting to cook on Yom Tov. Oh, Rava, but like Rava, that the reason why I have to make an Erev Tavshilin is I shouldn't use all of my food for Yom Tov. So my Erev Yom Tov, why does it say Davka on Erev Yom Tov? In other words, why is it necessary to make my Erev Tavshilin Davka on Erev Yom Tov? Even on Yom Tov, if I would make an Erev Tavshilin in the morning, before my daytime meal, right? Before the Suda Sayyam on Yom Tov, I still have all the food that I prepare for Yom Tov. And as long as I have to make my Erev Tavshilin on Yom Tov, before the Yom Tov meal, ah, I'll be sure to leave over food for Shabbos. So shouldn't it be sufficient to make it before Yom Tov, before Yom Tov in the morning, the Yom Tov meal? Why does it have to be before Yom Tov altogether? Even on Yom Tov, before the Yom Tov meal, it should be good enough. So the Gemara says, you're right, in Echinami, according to Rava, Mikur Adin, or in Tzvara, it should be enough to make the Erev Tashilin on Yom Tov. But Chazal didn't want to be metaking that way. Ella, it was Xera. What? A person might forget. If you don't do it before Yom Tov, a person might forget and not do it at all. So they said to do it before Yom Tov, so a person shouldn't be Poshaya. Okay. So we see that the Makar in the Gemara is from the Pasuk of Zacharis, Yom HaShavah Zakadra. That's the Makar that the Amorayim bring. The Gemara says there's a Tan and a Brisa who brings another Makar for this din of Erev Tashlin. It says in the Pasuk by the Man, that which you want to bake on Shabbos, you can't bake it on Shabbos, Afu bake it today. And what you want to cook on Shabbos, you can't cook it on Shabbos, Bashu cook it today. So the Pasuk is saying, you want to have food on Shabbos, you want to have baked goods on Shabbos, you have to bake it today, you have to cook it today. But, the Pasuk doesn't say, what you want to have baked on Shabbos, bake Hayom. It doesn't say, what you want to have cooked on Shabbos, cook today. So the Gemara is dashing it, that the Pasuk is referring to when Yom Tov is Chal on Friday. And it's saying, that which you want to bake on Shabbos, Afu, you have to bake before. That, sorry, that which you want to bake on Yom Tov for Shabbos, you have to bake before, you have to start baking. Whatever you want to cook, you want to cook something on Yom Tov for Shabbos, so cook already a little bit of it before. You start baking before, you start cooking before, you can finish your baking, you can finish your cooking. And Mikhanam Rabbi Eliezer, from here, Rabbi Eliezer says, ain't open, you can't bake on Yom Tov, only on top of what you already began baking. You already baked something, you can finish. You can't cook from start from new, on Yom Tov, only on top of something that's already been cooked. From here, the Chacham of Resamech, that is a source, Le'erev Tavshilin in the Torah, there's a source for Erev Tavshilin in the Torah. So you have two Makaras, Erev Tavshilin in the Torah. Tan Rabbana. Maisa, Rabbi Eliezer, the Gemara brings a Maisa, the Bryce brings a Maisa with Rabbi Eliezer. He was sitting and darshing the whole day in Yochos Yom We'll say the whole day doesn't mean literally the whole day, but practically the whole day, until, you know, people needed to go and eat. So he's darshaning, the base manager is full, and at a certain point in time, the first group of people left to go eat their meals, Amar. So he sort of stopped, and he commented, hello, these people, Bali Patasin. These people have Patasin. Patasin are enormous vats of wine, meaning to say they prepared 
tons of food, I guess he's giving an indication of the kind of meals that they prepared by how much wine they had. They had these big vats of wine. Eventually the Kachniya left. Omar, he said, Halalu These are the people that have big barrels of wine. Not such large vats, big barrels of wine. And they need only such an amount of time to eat. Kachlish is the third group left. Omar, he said, Halalu And these people have jugs, big jugs of wine. Not vats and barrels, but jugs. Karavi is the fourth group. Got up to go. Omar, he said that these people, they have a little, little Laginan. Laginan is like a log container, like a bottle or something. All right, he said they don't have so much as everybody else, but they also have. Eventually, the Kachamishis got up to go. The fifth group, Omar, he said, Alalu Bali Kosa, these people have very little, just like a cup, a couple cups, not very much at all, a small meal. They don't need so much time for their meal. Then, Hizchilu Kachishi, so I said, the sixth group got up to go. Omar, he said, Alalu Bali Me'ira, these are Bali Me'ira, Bali of the Kala, meaning these people deserve to be cursed. Now, why do they deserve to be cursed? So, interesting, the Gilead mentioned the Arach, the Arach says, they're leaving now, they don't even have a cup, that means they have no food for the Yamtiv meal. So, what are they leaving for? They're leaving the Shear, they have no Yamtiv meal, and they're going, that just Tam, Roy, for Me'ira, for Klala. Rashi says a different shot, that by now, the attendance at the Shear had dwindled so much, so many groups left, there was such a small amount of people present, it was already a little bit disrespectful, it was a Gnai, for the Shear, for the Kavad Atayra, so he said they are deserving of a Klala. Now, Nas and Enel B'Tamid, he looks at his Talmidim. Now the Talmidim got nervous. His Chilu Paneya Mishtanim, their faces began to change colors. They thought he was looking at them, and and he was thinking that they should have, now in other words, why didn't they go already? What, they're not eating Yom Tov Miel? Amrulam, he said, no, 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 don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. Banai, lo lochem ani omer. I'm not saying it to you, meaning I'm not upset at you. I'm upset, I'm referring to the ones who left. The Bali Me'era are not you. The Bali Me'era are the ones that left, the ones that went before them to eat. Why are they Bali Me'era? So in other words, he's referring to everybody, the different groups that went to leave the Shir, to go and eat their meals. He was looking at them, and he was saying, all of them are Me'nichim Olam They're leaving eternity, they're leaving the Shir of Torah, that's eternity, and they're going to be Osik and Chayisha in temporary chayim, right? A meal. So eventually the shir was over and everyone needed to go to eat. Bishash Petras, when they left, Amalami said, okay, you stay for the whole shir. Now go and enjoy the chu. We quoted a pasuk in the chayim, the chu, go, ichlu mashranim, eat fat foods, ushesu mamtakim, mamsakim, drink, sweet drinks, yayin, right? Vishil chumanus, einachalo, and send portions of food to those who don't have prepared for themselves, Today is a holy day for our master of Alfi Atsu. And don't be sad. Sometimes the Yamtiv meal is expensive and the person might be nervous. No, don't be sad. Don't worry about the expenses. Because this Simcha that you're making for Hashem, the Simcha that you're making for Hashem will give you strength. And as she says in the Gemara, we'll say later, it will actually give you strength and pay back and help you recover all of your expenses for Yom Tev. Now, Amr Ma'am, we said over here in the story, in this b'risa, that the people were doing what? And he was upset at them for doing what? They're leaving Chayolam, they're leaving eternity, the Torah, Shir, and they're getting involved in Chayisha. What kind of Chayisha? They're going to eat a Yom Tev meal. Yom Tev meal is Chayisha. But Simchas Yom Tev Mitzvah, he isn't Simchas Yom Tev Mitzvah. So the Gemara says, no. 
Rabbi Eliezer Tamei, this is Rabbi Eliezer Lishitaso. The Amar Rabbi Eliezer of Shita is Simchas Yamtev Rishos. It's an Rishos. There's no Chiyuv of Simchas Yamtev according to Rabbi Eliezer. The Tanya, where is this Machlaikis? It says in the Brayso, Rabbi Eliezer Ayimer, Rabbi Eliezer wrote, Eilu Adam Yamtev, a person has nothing to do on Yamtev, Ella, rather, Oh, Ochel Vishosa, either to spend his day eating and drinking, in other words, enjoying himself, Oh, Yoshei Vishona, or sitting and learning, and reviewing. So in other words, according to Rabbi Eliezer, a person can either spend his yamtiv occupied in one of two pursuits, either in the pursuit of achil and a physical pleasure, or alternatively, Yoshe in spiritual pursuits, one or the other. Not both. So therefore, according to Rabbi Eliezer, it's considered rishos. A person could spend his day Yoshe Vishona sitting and learning. If he decides to go and eat and drink, he didn't have to do that. That's called menichin chaye olam v'ozgim v'chayesha. we know, there's a mitzvah to do both. Chalkeu, a person has to split up his day, has to divide his day of Yamtiv. Chetzil Hashem, half of the day Lashem. Tvila, Torah, Mechetzil Lachem, and half of the day he spends on himself, on his Suda, on his uh, Oneg, and Simchas Yamtiv. Omar, Rabbi Yochanan, says Rabbi Yochanan, what's the source for this? Vishneim, Mikrecha Darsh, Rabbi Yazan, Rishua, the two of them Darsh in the same Pasuk. It says in one Pasuk, Kazavachad Omer, Atzeres Lashem Lokecha. By Pesach, it says the last day of Pesach is Atzeres Lashem Lokecha. For Hashem. Because of Echadon, by Shuni Atzeres, it says Atzeres Tia Lachem, it's Atzeres, and it will be Atzeres for you. So, is it Lashem Lokecha, or is it Lachem? Is it for you, or is it for Akash Baruch Hu? Okay, it said, how do we resolve this Tira? So, that's the Machaik, the Shavi Eliezer, and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua Savar, it's gotta be, oh, Kulul Hashem, either Kulul Hashem, oh, Kulul Hashem, meaning one Pasuk, is one possibility, one option, and the other pasuk is the other option. Either kudul Hashem, and then you'll be mekayim atzeres Hashem likecha, or kudul Hashem, or for yourself, and it's atzeres tiyelachem. But you can't mix and match because then it's neither nor. If you show us over no, chalke, you have to split it up. You have to be mekayim both. Chazul Hashem, and you're mekayim atzeres Hashem likecha. Chazul Hashem, and you're mekayim atzeres tiyelachem. Now the pasuk said le'ein nachon. You have to send gifts to people that don't have prepared. My le'ein nachon. What does it mean to those who don't have prepared? It means somebody who didn't repair and they, they didn't have an air of they can't cook, so you send them food. Some say, no. It means he didn't have to, he couldn't have, he didn't have with what to put down an air of meaning to say he was unable to make an air of and therefore he didn't, so you should take care for him. You have to be dying for him. But somebody who could have prepared, he had the possibility of and he didn't bother doing it, he's a pushayu. Don't, uh, don't be misyachis to him. He should learn to be more responsible. Now it says, right? The simcha that you have for Hashem will give you strength. My, what does that mean? Hashem, that'll be your strength. is saying here to Klai, so Klai, so Banai, my children, levu alai, borrow money for me, borrow money to have what to spend on Yamtiv, on Shabbos, the Kaju and say Kiddush, make Kiddush Hayom, meaning Mekadish, the Suda, borrow money for the Tzrachim of the day, for Kiddush Hayom. V'haminu and trust in me. V'ani Poreya, and I will pay back, I will pay back your Chayves. And that's what he was saying before, don't worry about the expenses, the Rabbi Yishalem will cover the expenses. V'am Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Eliyaz, Rabbi Shivan. Harayish Yisiskayim, Unachasim, a person who wants his Nechasim to last. He doesn't want his Nechasim to be stolen. So what's the segula? What's the eitzah yita behen adar? Plant there an adar. An adar is either a kind of a tree, or Rashi later says it's a kind of a, of a plant, of an herb, but it's called an adar. 
So why does it help planting an Adir? Shenemar Adir Pamarom Hashem. It says in the Pasuk, Adir Pamarom Hashem. Hashem is Adir. Hashem is great. Hashem is strong. Hashem is eternal. In other words, in the Shemaim. So if the Pasuk says that Hashem is Adir and it means He's eternal, so if a person plants this Adir, it's like a play on words. The Adir will make your stuff eternal. It will make your stuff lasting. Now, Rashi says, how does it work? Well, the way it works is an Adir is something that draws attention. So if a person has an Adir, Planted in his tree, everyone's going to know that he has one of these, and they're going to know, oh, his field has that. If somebody comes along and tries to steal it from him, everyone's going to know he stole Pony's field because everyone knew beforehand that his was the field with the other in it. So nobody can get away with stealing it. Inami, alternatively, it's just Adra, Adra Kishmei, like its name, meaning to say the word Adar implies everlasting. Kadamri, like people say, Maya Adra, why is it called an Adra? The kaima ledari dari it lasts from generation to generation. The root of the word adra is dar, meaning it goes from one generation to the next. It's something that lasts long. So you plant this adar in your field, it, like we said, will help the field last. Either like Hashem is adar mamarom, Hashem is great and everlasting in the shemayim, or just the word adar means from generation to generation. And we explain how it works. Tani namiochet does a brayzit. It has the same idea. Sadish yesh ba adar, a field that has an adar in it. It will never be stolen. It could never be stolen. Like we said, somebody couldn't get away with stealing it. And in Nechmasas, it couldn't be forced away even for pay because everybody knows that it was his and somebody wrongfully took it away. And then there's something else as well. The payers of such a sada are protected. How are they protected? So Rashi says, if it's a tree, so somehow the branches form kind of a fence and it protects the field and the fruits inside. Alternatively, if it's an herb, if it's a plant or something, so you plant it among near... Um, tivua, near the grains, and there's a little bit of an odor that comes out from it, and that keeps away the different insects that might plague the uh, tivua, and therefore the peris seha, their peris are protected.